here is Kyle Draper. He's in Denver. Back with us tomorrow. I don't know how Drapes uh, would have been today, and I apologize. I was at the game last night. I don't know how he handled the uh, post game. Obviously, it's been a day of some frustration. At the same time, I think we're getting back to a point where we're realizing it's nice to have the luxury of being frustrated about how the Kings are playing because the games still matter. And there's like 10 teams now. Jay Ross, I know, made the point today. We've talked about it. Looks like you're top 10 in the West. Looks like you're pretty set. Yeah. And the Kings are in there, which means at worst, at of course, there's always a chance of something going haywire, but at worst here, most likely, you know, you're 10th. That would be bad, but even then, you're in the play-in now. That's the worst-case scenario for the Kings right now. And relatively speaking, looking at past years, that ain't bad. No, no. I think – and I, I, But our it, sights are higher. Today. Yes, yes. Expectations are higher. I – the to me the year is almost flip flop, Whitey. You know, and it's no not question. done yet. It's uh, it's not over. It's no question. Not even close. But if you would have gave me this year, last year, and then last year, this year, you know, I'd be like, oh, oh yeah. okay, we built right. on it. You know, right. I, I just think it's gonna it's happening in reverse. And the only reason why is because the West seems to be a lot stronger. You know, mm-hmm. um, knocking on all, every piece of timber and and wood and you know, cedar and oak that we possibly can. Can I don't think the the team will fall out the top 10. So, you know, postseason, here we come. Mm-hmm. Although, well, I'm. I, I, I'm your face kind of scrunched up. You didn't if like you, that. If you're in the plan, you're not in the postseason. You got to get out of the plan. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. It's that okay. nether. Okay. I don't know what it is. Like, the stats don't even count for anything. Playing yes. stats are like, they're not regular season stats. They're not postseason stats. Kind of so, sound like what I thought about the in-season tournament this year. Doesn't really count for anything. Right. But, yeah, yeah. Although this, well, the plan does count for something. Sure, I got you. Yeah, I got you. And again, it's so key if you can be if if you're in it. Ideally, you're not even in it. But if you're in it, it's funny because we were talking to Eric Reed yesterday, and he was saying how you know last year they were seventh, and then they got out of it. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, that's that's not something you can bank on every year. No. That's not. Don't that's make not, it a habit. It's not easy to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you're seventh or eighth, you get two chances. You're ninth or tenth. You got to win two games. Yeah, you're in to or get out. out of the play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's tough. And you know the Kings don't need to be playing down there now. Don't 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 no, 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 don't no, jump no. to that nine or ten. Mm-mm, I don't like that. Well, that, you know the teams playing like with fire, there. brother. Yeah, you got the Lakers in there. You got the Warriors in there. Yeah. So there's some you know, decent teams in the. There West are, season. but I mean. I'm on record as saying I thought if the if the Kings would have beat the Warriors, they'd have beat the Lakers last year. I think they really would have beat the Lakers. I thought I think the matchup for the Kings versus the Lakers is fantastic. Um, albeit, you know, the, the the Kings haven't been as dynamic offensively, you know, and as fast. But stats and and metrics say otherwise. But it doesn't to the naked eye it doesn't seem that way. But as you said, the league is kind of caught up to the Kings. I just think. The Lakers don't match up great with the the Kings, and you you could kind of say it the opposite way, but I think the Kings have the the you know the 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 venom for the Lakers, mm-hmm. you know, to keep it Black Mamba style. I thought they had the venom for the the Lakers last year, and I truly believe the same thing this year. Yeah, the Lakers are difficult to figure because you know last year they were kind of like the Heat, it's like, and I think you may have made this point. It's like there was a regular season Lakers, but they were really just getting ready for the postseason. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, this is a team that, oh, they won the, they won the, didn't they? They won the in season tournament. tournament. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then they kind of went dormant for a little bit. 
Now it looks like they're getting ready uh, to make their run. The problem with roller coasters, I know we made this point earlier, the Kings this year, we know it's a roller coaster ride. We're up, we're down, we're up, we're down. Uh, As I I tweeted last night, don't mean to be redundant, but roller coasters always end up right where you started. And that's why uh, you hope this isn't a roller coaster season in that sense for the Kings. You hope there's some progress made, right? You want to end up clearly with a sense of we're better in this way or that way. And, you know, that's been an ongoing question this year. Are the Kings better than they were last year? Depends who you talk to. They stood pat for the most part, right? They decided we're going to we're gonna run that back. We're running it back. And uh, it's hard to say right now whether they're better or not, especially because in some measures you can say, look, their three-point percentage is a little higher, but relative to the rest of the league, in terms of their standing, they're down. So hopefully if you, if you have success in the postseason, that at least clearly is, hey, progress over last year. Yeah, the other part of it, too, is is we all know knowledge is power, and as much as numbers, you know, can show us something different, I think the knowledge of where this this team is going to end up at the end of this year will definitely prove to be, look, this team's probably going to, you know, again, now if they move on and win a championship and get hot, a la Miami Heat, and, and finish the job, which they didn't do, then, yeah, we're talking about a, a whole nother conversation come the end of, what, June that would be, but... I think the way it's playing out is the knowledge of uh, the knowledge will be power, Whitey, because we'll we'll be able to decipher some things like, look, this needs to change. That needs to change. You know, a few of these things probably need to be adjusted. And I know people don't want to hear that because we're living in a moment. And so am I. But, I, it, you know, going like you said, I hate to be redundant. We started this day of saying, it, you know, still Danny Greens. I think the Kings are who we thought they are. And if you you're fooling yourself, if you don't think this team is a roller coaster ride so far this mm-hmm. year, that's where I have a problem though. Is there they are who we thought they were? Because I keep going back and forth. Okay, I want them to be this team. Oh, it looks like they are. Nope, they're still this team. Well, wait a minute, which one is it? Because they look so different one night in L.A. than the next night back in Sacramento. But, but can't that be can't that be an identity? I guess what that, that <laughs> they don't have one. I mean, well, you know, maybe that is their identity though. <laughs> is they're everywhere. They're up and down. Mm-hmm. They're bipolar. They're incredibly inconsistent. Yes, like that. I mean, sometimes we don't want to call a spade a spade. But that could be who this team is. Right. Is they'll never get too high, they'll never get too low. Why, I'm just asking a question, I'm not assuming, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. If they're basically the same as last year, why didn't they seem this way last year? Or did were they and we didn't care? Mm. Um, I don't think they had as many disappointing losses last year. But again, that gets into expectation. Sure. Um, so that, that's, that's what troubles me. They just, I think it has to do with, they're still a bad defensive team and there's just too many games where they, they just play like they're carrying that weight of expectation on them. They're not playing free and easy downhill. We'll show you. It's more like, what, what, yeah, what are we doing again? Mm, Yeah. I, I think you, the one thing that, that I hadn't really thought about and I don't know why it just, I haven't thought about it is that playing with the expectations of you know something is you know i guess required of being greater to you me, know that's we're expected the free throw to be greater. problem that's that's basically mm, why guys can't make that's a great throws. point that I could be no part idea, of it to me it's you like know. well hello yeah it's starting to get tight that's finster getting tight free huh? throw he's a great shooter yeah is, yeah you know yeah you know i think there's a lot of what 
this team is now that was last year. And we overlooked some of that in the fact of we were enjoying the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, last year I was kind of the same situation. Like, eh, I see it, but I don't see it. And, you know, I thought the Warriors were going to beat the, the Kings. I actually thought the Kings played way better than I thought they would play the Warriors in, in that playoff series. And really, you know, despite a couple of games between a, just a top-notch type of cat with Steph Curry and others, um, and Kayvon Looney, Will Chamberlain, that the Kings pl- outplayed you the Warriors. You can't even find the floor now. I know, he man. barely Good plays luck. for them. But I think there, some of the flaws we see now were there. We overlooked them because, as you said, expectations were different, and we were just enjoying the ride, man. This city was yeah. lit up last year. Yeah. You know, to be even in that situation and know we're going to be in the playoffs where right now, by all, you know, we're going to be in the playoffs. And we have some people who's just like, oh, my goodness, the, you know, the world is falling, the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. And it's not. No, but that's part of the, the feeling of frustration, too. Sure. Let's be honest, is the fact that fans felt like, wow, that was great last year. Ahead of schedule, okay, and now Monty's going to do something about that. Wow. Uh, it's kind of similar in some ways to when the Giants won 107 and people are like, all right, here we go. And then Farhan didn't do anything. Didn't and they're like, nothing. oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, they thought in the offseason, all right, we'll get, you know, who knows how it would have worked out. We'll get Kuzma. We'll get Kelly Oubre. We'll get, we'll get somebody. Uh, we'll get Jeremy Grant. And they didn't. All right, they bring back Barnes. Okay. At the deadline, we'll do something. Eh, they didn't. That's one thing I agree with you on. Because I think you, you know, you you texted me and you thought this last night, and I had the same thought last night. It's like, boy, that's that was a game where doing nothing at the deadline really caught up to you. That yeah. was just my thought. I know you had the same thought. Yeah, I thought so, man. I thought that was one of the games that really exemplified that this team needed, you know, not the Malik Monk spark where Malik didn't give it to you. And, you know, when you go 8, 9, 10 deep, sometimes that 10th person will give it to you, that 11th person. And I know, look, I, I don't have it in front of me, but – Let's just say, um, and maybe I should look to see exactly how many players played for the Kings last night. I can Who tell you, I got it right here. Okay, yeah, because you had your how starters many minutes did you? log in? Uh, Monk played twenty. Yeah, Davion played nine and a half. Duarte played uh, about seventeen, and then Trey Lyles played twenty. So they went nine deep last night. Yeah. Okay, so you yeah. got nine deep, and like I said, you know, I understand coaches and 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 teams are starting to tighten up that rotation and get ready for the postseason push and championship push but I think last night was one of those games for me as I sat there and I watched it and I did text you and drapes it's like man I couldn't help but think you know uh, and I'll just use Delon right look who, I wanted them he, to get it yes I mean it's like oh you you know we could have took a a Delon Wright, we could have, and I'm not saying Delon Wright changes the whole thing, but he on certain really nights, well right? On certain nights, people like the players like Delon Wright delivered the right package, the yeah. the package you need to win a game like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought by the Kings doing nothing by getting you know getting a Lopez twin and then flipping and spinning them, they did themselves <laughs> a disservice, man. It just. Last night was one of those games where I would have argued anybody in the world, the Kings needed something else. They needed another spark in the eye. Mm-hmm. They needed mm-hmm. someone to come out there, and as we've been asking for today, be intense enough that everybody else came with them. Right. And if I'm Mike Brown and I'm not, if I'm Mike Brown, I'm looking at that going, you know, all the things I said, I tried to make it clear that we needed help defensively. Absolutely. Right? 
and we didn't get any help. Nothing. Of any kind. Zero. Okay. And then you had Monty coming out and saying, defensively, we're better. We're better, and our offense needs to be better. So if they make the playoffs this year, that's a sensational season for the Kings, a successful season. But <sighs> playing with fire, been... brother. Yeah. Although, uh, then if you do some this offseason, maybe, you know, if Monty says, look, I didn't, for what I had to give up, I want to keep all my draft picks. I don't want to give up any future assets to bring in some guy that really wasn't going to make any difference whatsoever. Maybe when push comes to shove, the calculation was, look, we don't want to say it. This team isn't close enough for us to go out and get somebody like that. They're not going to help us enough to really get us any closer to where we want to get. It would have been nice, though. Yes. Come on now. Mm-hmm. More tools in the shed. I get a little happier. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Nah, that's just me. Why um, do I like to have options? Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, why do the Kings keep losing games they should win? Is it us? Are we wrong when we think they should win them? Right back with that. 339 Drive guys on Sackdown Sports. Keegan Murray trying to explain this trend, whatever it is, of the Kings losing uh, games at home that we expect them to win against shorthanded teams. On the chat here. Uh, we have this uh, YouTube chat. Thanks for being with us on YouTube. 339 Want to give us a call or uh, shoot us a text. Frank Anwar says, you shouldn't lose games like last night at home. If it happens once in a while on the road, fine. But never should you lose a game like that at home. Frank, I, I understand your point. <laughs> I tend to feel the same way, but I would ask. What I'm trying to figure out now is why does this keep happening? Why should you never lose a game like that? I'm just trying to di- dissect this and figure out what's going on. Is it is it maybe, you know, when we come into a game like last night, say, ah, oh, the Kings have this one. Are we fooling ourselves? Are yeah. we giving them too much credit? Are we not giving enough credit to a team like the Heat or a team... <laughs> Yep. Or a team like the Pistons down two flares. <laughs> you I, had to laugh about I, the Pistons. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is, is I was sitting there thinking, I was like, you know what, man? I, I got a pet peeve of using the word great too much, right? And it's, you know, it's just something that we throw around now, especially in sports fighter and talking yeah. fandom and all that. Yeah. One of the things that I caught right there with Keegan said, and it's funny that you laughed, he was like, every team in this league is great. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> no. They're not. And some, I get it. This is, this is so repetitive for players and coaches and media and fans. And sometimes we just get caught in the, you know, whatever it is, the shuffle, the the pattern. I don't know what it is, but no, they're not. Well, it's very telling. His answer, nope. Mike Brown's answer, and I think De'Aaron might have been asked about it. And again, the answers were they're so dismissive. No mm. one said. Boy, yeah, I don't know what's up. We got to stop that, <laughs> right? No one went anywhere near no, that. No, they didn't. And that's yeah. fine. They have their their reasons. But you go, you know, Mike Brown's like, well, Paul George didn't play last night, so I don't, I don't really think it's a thing. When everyone in the room, you don't want to be going, hello, it is, and you know it. And Keegan doing his best to try to explain with, you know, part of it is you don't want to disrespect the other team. He even said, like, when they're missing their top player, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't want to say, oh, I don't want to insult the guys who do play. Yeah. Just no one wanted to go near that. Is that because they honestly feel like, you know what, it's not that big a deal? Or we've done it so much here, we there's nothing left to say about it. Yeah, I think that's the frustrating part, Whitey. We're trying to figure that out. We're trying to get an understanding of why it doesn't feel that the actual – 
um, you know, the actual intensity of some some of these games for the Kings doesn't seem to hit home. Where for us, you know, the, the on watchers, like we fired up. Yeah. We're ready to go. We, yeah. We're ready to take the bull by the horns. And, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't want to say ho-hum or lackadaisical, but it just it doesn't seem like it's reciprocated at the same time. You know, they, they don't feel the urgency. Wasn't it the Charlotte game where, like, they were missing everybody? Like, even Hugo the Hornet had, like, a <laughs> grade three groin strain or something. And they came in and won. That was the one. Yeah, Charlotte I mean, had no one. Yeah, there's been yeah. so many times this year. Brandon and, Miller. Yesterday was another one where I was just, well, the Kings have this one. You know, they, well, they, they're they going to win this one. And they don't. So it's like, maybe it's maybe it's me. There's something, some miscalculation uh, I'm making. Maybe you questioning two, yourself? Well, my view of it, there okay. must be, uh, the view must be incorrect for some reason, right? Is I'm it? Is giving it, the I, Kings too much credit? Or? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I got you. I mean, it, does home court not mean anything anymore? Home court in Sacramento against a team without all their players, and they come in and they serve you a hot lunch. You know, it's like man. <laughs> they didn't hit them with the cold cuts. They hit them with the hot stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it matters, man. I think it does, and that's why I say I, I, it's it's almost. It, Yes, the urgency not being felt by Coach Brown and some of the players that were spoke to. And even I even went back, you know, uh, maybe 45 minutes ago to look and even Domas was like, you know, we didn't come out with the the best energy, with the best effort. It's like, what? You know, that's four guys because I didn't see Domas. He spoke, of course, in the locker room very shortly in a, a small scrum for about three, four minutes. But he even said it, you know, typical. And and you can find that on Sac Sports on YouTube, Sac Sports 1140, where um, I don't know if it was Frankie or Brendan. I don't know who it might have been you. I'm not sure who posted that, but that was the label. It's like we need yeah. to come out with more effort. And it's so uh, matter of fact, right, Like and nonchalant. Like, yes. yeah, we, you know, we, we didn't come out with the energy we needed. <laughs> It, that's why I said it's it's almost like coach speak at this yeah. point. And I don't think they're doing – I don't think the Kings are doing themselves justice. And that's why we've kind of questioned the whole gamut. We've questioned, are the media asking the proper questions? You know, the, the beep reporters and the people that's there. Or are the players just kind of whole hum about it? What's going on with Coach Brown? Or the players just kind of blowing off the media and those that questions. Could like, be oh, that yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, I, you know, typical, let me just give you one of the five that's listed on the index card. Right. You know what, man? We ain't come with the best effort tonight. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know. Uh-huh. Maybe some of it is, you know, they don't want to say, well, you know, so-and-so did not do their job tonight. Well, or yeah. Whatever. How about this question here from Manny Too Legit on the YouTube chat? Whitey and JJ, if we do make it to the playoffs, do you guys think we can make it past the first round depending on the matchup? You want to go first? Yeah, I, I think so. I used the example, you know, last segment or segment before, is I thought that if the Kings would would have beat the Warriors last year, they would have beat, you know, the Lakers as well, moved to the conference finals, Western Conference finals. I still feel the same. I think if you hit a certain matchup, the Kings have an opportunity to win a series. Mm-hmm. I do. I don't think they'd they'd be favored. Nor no, should they, they be favored because they're not going to have home court. But I yeah. mean, I wouldn't. 
especially with this team. The roller coaster ride, baby. Yeah. yeah. I would never say they don't have a chance. Absolutely. You know, the number one seed, you think typically, what if you're in the plan and you come out and you play one or two? Minnesota's one. Could the Kings beat Minnesota in a seven-game series? They could. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Could they beat OKC? Wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Right. Mm-hmm. Denver? The Clippers, those are your top four. Yeah, I'm you know? almost. I, you know, they've shown they can beat every one of yes. those teams. Yeah, and they they they've played well against Minnesota, Denver, um, OKC. It seems like they have OKC's number just about. Of course, not last game, but last time they matched them. But you go the last couple of years. I'm a huge Shea guy. I, I was too. a huge Shea guy coming out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I didn't know he would be this good. I'd be lying to you if I thought, you know, MVP consideration. But I thought he would be um, one or two or three top point guard in this league because I just, I like him, man. I like his style. I like his flow. I thought, you know, I'm I'm more of a um, Rajon Rondo type old school point guard. You know, I like to see you make other people around you better and at the same time go get yours. I think he has a perfect balance of that, um, you know. And so – but it's funny because De'Aaron plays Shea pretty well. Like he – him, the two that I always was paying attention to when De'Aaron matched up against those guys were Shea and Ja Morant. And he plays both of those guys well. Well, there's some that say – De'Aaron has a thing when he knows the spotlight is is on, he plays his best. You know, he mm-hmm. raises his level. Go back he to knows, even college playing Lamelo. When he or, knows me, that, uh, yeah, all right, Lamello. Lonzo, the spotlight Lonzo, is bright. Yeah, here we go. People are going to be watching me. You know, he he did that to a degree in the playoffs last year. Of course, he broke his finger, which uh, hindered him a little bit. Um, yeah. So, you know, Alan asked me today during the crossover, is this like the best West? Could you say this is the best Western Conference ever? Mm. And I said, I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. You know, it's very evenly matched. I don't know if any of those teams are great teams. You've had years in the past, going way back, where you know you've had like two or three, like these are great teams. I don't know if any of these are great. They're really good teams. Mm-hmm. Somebody might win a championship, but I don't know if any of those are great teams. Like no one stands out. Right. Yeah, I, I think they're yeah, all grouped which is together. Good for the Kings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And bad because I think if, you know, if you look at last year where the Kings, you know, compared to now, I think Denver ran away easy last year, you yeah. know, um, and, and it left the Kings some space and opportunity. I think this year, the fact that they're all jumbled up has has got a lot of people nervous as well. Mm-hmm. A peek ahead for the Kings and a glance at the all-important loss column when we come right back. Drive guys, Sackdown Sports. Dwight Gleason and uh, Jay Johnson with you here, Sackdown Sports. Just kind of start to uh, unwind a little bit from a, a show in which we spend a lot of time with your help trying to figure out what's going on with the Kings. Not that we figured anything out, but I think we're just to the point, Jay, where it's like, well, there they are. Are they the team that uh, beats the Clippers? Are they the team that loses at home to the Heat? The answer is yes. Yes, they are. Yeah, they're both. What would you call them, Two-Face? Two-Face. Uh-huh. And what happens tomorrow they go to Denver and get the win? See, right now I think there's <laughs> no way they win, which means they're going to win. Yep. You know? How many times have you said that this it's season? All, like every time. Yes. Like every time. Uh, there we go. Yeah. And uh the Nuggets say what they've they've they're three and against the world champions. I know, man. <laughs> How? And then 0 3 versus the Pelicans. It's worse than that, isn't it? Aren't they 0 4? 
Is they played the Pelicans the fourth time? Where have I been? I have to double-check on that. But, I did, yeah, right. I, I mean, the Pelicans beat the bejeebies out of them every time. I think they have – the schedule's quirky this year because of the there's, like, extra games because of the play-in yeah. and all that. Yeah. But speaking of the schedule, this is why it gets um, so crucially important here. If you look at the losses, because obviously once you lose a game, that's it. You, you don't get that one back. And right now, losses in the West – uh, Phoenix has 24 losses. They're fifth. Pelicans have 24 losses. Kings, 24 losses. Mavericks, 24 losses. How about that? So all those four teams tied in the loss column. The Lakers have 28, and the Warriors have 27 losses. So for the Kings, you got Denver, you got Minnesota coming up. Can you win both those games? Sure. Could you lose both those games? Sure. You lose those both, all of a sudden you got 26 losses. And then if the Warriors play well, all of a sudden, I mean, all kinds of things come into play here. So it's one thing to keep an eye on, not just, you know, where you are in the standings, because that's so crazy, right? You go, you win a game and like you go from 13th to second in the West, you know, <laughs> like what? Um, so yeah, games back where you are, but the loss column is vitally important because once yes. you lose a game, you ain't, there's nothing you can do about that. That's staying on your record. So yeah, Kings right now 33-24 and 24 with Denver and Minnesota coming up. And, you know, as you were saying that, you're like, hey, could they win both games? Yes. Could they lose? Yes. You know what's probably going to happen? They're going to split. That would be okay, too. They're probably going to split, Whitey. Like, just because you proposed it that way, this team is so violently up and down on the scale that I could see a split coming right down the middle. Yeah, I think you'd have to take that. Obviously, at this point, you know, oh, you want to win every game. And I know, and I just went down the list here, the, how important the losses is. But at Denver, at Minnesota, the three seed, the one seed currently, to split that, that would be terrific. But here's one of the things, again, not to you know belabor this, that I think really kind of smarts a little bit about last night. We know that the Kings have all these losses that it's not a trend. They'll tell you, eh, I don't know what it is. But, you know, when you lose some of those games like the Charlotte game or the Detroit game or take your pick when you lose one of those games, Boy. yeah, there you go. <laughs> then, okay, maybe you have to kind of make that up with a game. You go win a game that you're not supposed to win. So they get one of those back by beating the Clippers, right? It's like, yep. okay. Yeah, I mean, all right, no, it's not shocking that they beat the Clippers, but that was a quality win. And you come back home and you kick one away again against yeah. a short-handed team. It's like, ah. You know, the when I look at the standings, and I've kind of almost got to this point, you know, if you check them out on ESPN, which I would imagine some people do, it's funny because the one through six, they are, they show and then they put the line under for the playing teams. And when you look at the seven through the ten, everybody that's seven through ten, when you look at their streak, lost one. Yep. Lost one, lost yep. one, lost one. And then it's kind of the reverse. You know, so like when the Kings win tomorrow, because I'm just going to speak it into fruition, then – they'll move up and it'll be one, one, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, that's how volatile right now the standings are every single, every single night. Yes, absolutely. Very volatile situation. So that, you know, we thought, or I thought that the Kings were starting to play better. And then boy, you, you won the game in LA, you get the win at home and then you're going to need that one. Cause you're going anyway, we all know that, but here they are 33 and 24, um, seven games out seventh place, but you're only half game out of fifth still. You're right there. So, yeah. You're I mean, you are right there. It, but in typical Kings fashion, and you know, I've heard it from all different ways. I believe the Mike Brown regime likes to go five games at a time. 
Uh-huh. I think that's how they they look, and I may be wrong. I wish Drapes was here to 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 confirm that. That but sounds right. I think yeah. they look at the blocks five games, and they're literally in their last ten. They're five and five, mm-hmm. and it just continues to show right where this team is at. Mm-hmm. Like they are up and down, night to night basis, and you can't get a good grasp on it. And it's frustrating to people because they'll go beat Minnesota, they'll whoop up on Denver. You know, they, I mean, they they just skiing down the slopes of Denver, no problem. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. And then when you slide on your way, you know, slide your way down to New Orleans, man, good luck. <laughs> you know, it's like you can't even the navigate the so French easy. Quarter. No, no, I mean, you know, it's beignets <laughs> for everybody out here. You know, it's like, man, so it's just, it, it is, uh, it's tough. It is tough, but I think this team is exactly where they are because of uh, their play all season. Like they, they're not a 500 team. Thank the Lord. You know, they're, they're a better than 500 team, but I think their, their streaks of wins have outweighed their streaks of losses but they really haven't had a streak of any that's very long. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of is a telling situation of where this team is at. I hate to go here because people are going to say, that's meaningless, and maybe it is. There's a, there's a formula by which you look at it, and they, they use it in baseball too, and I think football too. You look at a team's how many points or runs you score and how many you give up, and there's a mm. formula that says if your differential is this, then that means you should win this many games. Right now, based on the differential, the Kings, according to this, I think it's called P- Pythagorean Theorem. Oh, yeah. Uh, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Kings w- should be 30 and 27. Um, so just think if they're 30 and 27, how much differently that would look. So there are some there's some numbers that suggest they've kind of played a little better, uh, even though they lost all those bad games, that they've, they're winning more than they should. Um, whatever the case, it just – they have to keep winning games here. And I don't care, you know, they're going to get 48. I don't know. They're going to be a, a top four seed. No, if you can just, but if they're top six, that in and of itself is a major success. I think the way this year has gone, if you're a top six team and you don't have to worry about the plan, that's a major accomplishment. This thing's coming down to the end. I, I mean, know. And it, it really is. Jay, it's hard to win tiebreakers when yes. you keep kicking all these games away <laughs> to teams when they only have four people. <laughs> this thing is coming. Well, I, I mean, look, it's okay to kick it down to, to uh, you know, Miami and Detroit and, you know, teams like yeah. that. That's not going to matter on the West. But I get what you're saying. But honestly, Whitey, I think this thing is going to come down to the last game or two of positioning. And normally you see that with some spots, in the, you know, in the playoffs. But – the way this thing is going down to the West, it's gonna it's gonna separate probably five to ten almost, mm-hmm. you know, and for mm-hmm. sure six to ten. I think the Clippers have really locked in where they need to be. You know, nineteen losses, they would have to go on a, a tremendous losing streak at least, as we see, five games to even kind of be in that that other group. And so it's really a, a five through ten. And the tough part is you're looking up at teams who have better star power who have bigger that's true. star power. And I think that's what's kind of worrying Kings fans. And like, oh, my goodness, you know, on paper, good, we, you got to beat the Suns? Oh, man, Devin Booker and, and KD. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, I think that's Bradley part Beal. of it. Yeah. yeah, you know, and same thing with Dallas. Like, I know Draper say, like, uh, is it you or Drapes who's on the Dallas, fan, the, the Dallas bandwagon? Like, I wouldn't want to play them. I uh, I think that's Drake. Yeah, well, I I'm like, bring him on. Yeah. You know, but I he's, I get what he's saying. He's like, I look, Luca could put up 50. Mm-hmm. Kyrie could give you 50. 
you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, no, bring them on. How difficult is this schedule really? You got the Nuggets tomorrow. You got the Timberwolves. Obviously, that's tough. Then you're home Monday against the Bulls. Then you visit the Lakers. Then you're home to the Spurs. There's some wins in there, hey, right? Hey, what, listen, you better stop doing that There's here. some wins in there. Why'd he stop doing that? <laughs> Last night was a win. Was it not? Did you put that in there? Did you did you pencil that in or did you pin that in last night? All right, so if you do it totally backwards. <laughs> okay. Let's do it totally backwards. Okay. Now we're talking Kings basketball. Nuggets at Denver, that's a win. That's a win. At Minnesota, that's an easy win. Yes. Home to the Bulls. That's Bulls are going to get you. Bulls. Absolutely. DeMar coming in, putting up 39. Old school DeRozan. At the Lakers. On that's a coin flip. That's a true coin flip. Uh, Thursday, March 7th, you're home to the Spurs. That's a loss. When he goes for the first quintuple double. and Yeah. yeah. Uh, then you're home to the Rockets March 10th. That's another loss. Okay, so we can't do it that way. We got to go. We got to go. Then the Bucks up. come in. You'll be. Bucks aren't playing well. They are playing well. But I get what you're saying. Look, you got to beat the Rockets. Yes. You need to beat the Spurs. Yes. And, and don't. The Bulls. And, and yeah. the Bulls. Yeah. And if you really want to compete, you got to sneak one out with one of these other top flight teams as well. Mm-hmm. And the way this season wraps up here, we'll just start with. Uh, you got the Raptors still in March. You got the Wizards, Magic. Then you yeah, come home. You, you got, got the Seventy Sixers March twenty fifth at home. Then you got the Mavericks at home on March twenty sixth and March 29th. Crucial. Yeah. Then you got the Jazz on March thirty first at home. The Clippers April second at home. Oof. Then you go play at New York, at Boston, at the Nets. Then you're home to the Thunder. Your last four games. Uh, actually, you're at OKC. You play at OKC. Then you're home to the Pelicans, mm. home to the Suns. Mm. Wrap it up at home against the Trailblazers. Yeah, that's a win. Trailblazers, I'm I'm going on a They've limb. Right? <laughs> I'm going on a limb. That's a win. Because that's going to be a must win. Yeah. That will be a must need to dictate jockeying for position. That's a win. Brendan has made the point. He made the point today. He doesn't think the schedule's as tough as a lot of people I don't people see it either. I'm with Brendan. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. obviously some really challenging games in there, but I don't look at that and go, oh, it's over. You know? Man, you got to beat the Rockets. You have to beat the Spurs. You have Like, those teams, man, they can't even be in on it. They can't even enter the court confident. Right. The Wizards, you got to jump on the Wizards. Yes. No magic needed. You got to mm-hmm. go get it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, the NBA team that's so young, they're actually celebrating three straight wins with a pizza party. That is next with the Drive what? Guys on Sackdown Sports. Yep. Kings in Denver, and so is the great Kyle Draper, who joins us now. Drapes, what's going on? I tell you what, Whitey. I'm fired up today, man. <laughs> uh, I'm upset about the travel arrangement. Uh-oh. It took forever to get here to Denver. Calm down, Take the it airport easy, to the hotel. I get to the hotel. The elevator's not working. What? So we had to snake around and use the service elevators. And then I hear, I talk to my boy Jay. I hear Kings fans trying to call out my boy Mike Brown. Is that what's happening today? We had a little bit of that today. You tell me. Yeah. I haven't listened to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we dealt with a little of that today. Sure. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. All right. Let, let me tell you, first of all, what I saw last night from the Kings. This was predictable, and not because Miami was shorthanded. I said it on the post game yesterday. The Kings have an issue with teams that play like Miami, that play like Boston, that play like Houston, that play like the Pelicans. Those tough, 
physical. They keep coming at you almost like the never say die attitude. And so that was predictable from where I stood. Like the Miami Heat, they have a culture. They have a passion. They have like, you can't just, uh, you got to, you know, I say it. It's, they're like roaches, you know, mm-hmm. you got to stomp them out. You got to stomp them out, Whitey. You can't give these guys life. And Highsmith, where did Highsmith come in from last yesterday? Kevin Love hopped in the hot tub time machine. Yep. And so it, this was predictable from that standpoint. The style of play and the culture that the Miami Heat have, they walk into your building and they say, we're going to take your lunch money. We're going to turn out Golden One Center and make it South Beach West. Yeah. And that's what happened last night. Right? Sure. I know the disappointing thing was you knew it and the Kings had to know it. And yet they seemed unprepared, at least during that that third quarter. What did you make of this, Drapes, after the game? I know you guys dealt with this. You, know, you had Mike Brown. Uh, and I think uh, I think Keegan may have addressed this. There were questions about, hey, what about this trend uh, you're losing to these teams that are shorthanded? Mike Brown said, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't really think it's a trend. What, what did you think of the, the response to that question? Well, uh, you know, I, I look at yesterday as different. And, and because I don't think the Kings played down to Miami. I don't think they took them for granted or light or anything like that. I thought the Miami Heat just came in and, and handled business. Yeah. And so there has been a pattern of shorthanded teams that the Kings have lost. It. And I know Mike t- said, you know, Paul George was out. But when you got Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, that's still more than enough to get up for. You know, my concern about the Kings is what happens if you make the playoffs and you have to face a New Orleans team that's, you know, mm-hmm. built on grit and grind and toughness. If you got to face some of these other teams. And so that's what worries me. But I want to get to the Mike Brown situation real quick. And I don't know how big of an issue this has been or people are really calling him out. But, you know, and I told Jay this during the break. I said, Kings fans, we got to, you know, remember the path that we're on, the journey that we're on. I understand some may say Mike Brown got out coached by Eric Spolster. Eric Spolster is probably the best in the game, to be honest with you. Let's keep it real. He's out coaching 29 other coaches as well. But we got to remember, I feel like Kings fans right now, you know how we are? We hit the lottery, and then all of a sudden, McDonald's not too good good enough for us. <laughs> Top ramen, ramen noodles not good. Like, just a, two years ago, remember where we were? Yes. We had Luke Walton and Alvin Gentry. You know, no disrespect to them, but Mike Brown brought stability to this franchise. Uh, you know, he, he's trying to build a culture in this franchise, and people are already questioning him. And this team right now is, you know, having a season that two years ago we would have loved to have. Uh, it, it, let's not forget who we are. Let's not turn into, you know, Boston fans or, or Laker fans or, or some of these other franchises. Like, this is a guy that wants to be here, that had other opportunities, that chose to be here in Sacramento, that's brought a new life into this franchise. And I I don't want to see any disrespect. Uh, Not after a loss like last night. The Kings played good. The Miami Heat just played better. And so I'm not here for this Mike Brown slander today. No, you know, Drapes, I think part of it was, you know, fans are going to fan and we're all fans. And then fans, when things go wrong, fans are looking for reasons why Mike Brown did say last night after the game. I mean, to his credit, but he said, ah, 
you know, I probably could have gone to the zone sooner. And, you know, when fans are already angry, they hear that and they go, what? Oh, see, he doesn't know what he's doing. But, uh, uh, you know, Mike Brown, there's no question he's an asset. He's a tremendous asset uh, for this franchise. We agree on that. I want to ask you what you thought of the fact that there were so many freaking Miami Heat fans in the building last night. I'm going to give them some credit. I'm going to give them credit. First of all, it's a Monday night in Sacramento. Yeah. Kings fans, I know we show out. But, you know, it's not a marquee game, let's say. And remember, Miami only comes to Sacramento one time. Sure. And so any Heat fans that's within a four-hour radius, a (laughs) four-hour drive, they're going to descend on Sacramento for this game. Uh And so, you know, it, it happens. We've seen it when... Other teams come into town. Boston comes into town. Chicago. Watch watch Monday when Chicago comes into town. How many Bulls fans show up? It's their one chance to see their team in this region outside of Golden State. And so it, it bothered me, yes. But it didn't bother me that there were so many. It bothered me that we couldn't shut them up. Right. We didn't win the game to shut them up. That's what bothered me. Yeah. Jay, did you have anything for Drapes? No, I think Drapes, well, first of all, let me say, I still like them chicken nuggets, Drapes. You know, I'm not a big, <laughs> I'm the biggest you McDonald's cat. Me too. <laughs> but yeah. I like them Everybody nuggets and fries, kind of though. Sauce. Yeah. I'm okay. a barbecue sauce guy. Uh, honey mustard. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Everybody, try, everybody wants steak and lobster now, and they forget. Just uh, last year, McDonald's, two years ago, McDonald's was great, man. Yeah, the McChicken was booming. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, oh, man. I'm about to get some dinner. I'm about to lay down. I'm going to watch some basketball. It's already dark out here, so your yeah. boy is going to chill the rest of the night. We appreciate it. Uh, great to hear from you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Drapes, for checking in. All right, fellas. All yeah. right, now. We appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you for being with us. Uh, we're back uh, with you tomorrow. Drapes will be in Denver. We'll get ready for... Kings and the Nuggets, speaking of Nuggets, and I guess that's a guaranteed win, right? But, but I, hey, I'm going on record. It's a W. Kings going to be uh, deep frying the Nuggets and dipping them in some zesty sauce. That's tomorrow. Uh, stick around. More great sports talk coming up. Sacktown Sports.